By the end of this episode, I'm gonna get some pie. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. the knack for detecting the most subtle of mistruths. On this night, a night of the most powerful of myths, that skill will be tested like never before. She's about to learn that the truth can take many different forms depending on how you look at it. Because tonight, Sergeant Yuka's vantage point is at the very heart of the Twilight Zone. traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of one's fears and the summit of one's knowledge. You are now traveling through a dimension of imagination. You just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Hello! Citizens, welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 132. Uh, today's episode is uh, the 2019 series 104, A Traveler, which is apparently a fucking character name, because they're lazy as shit, so they na- named their alien character Mr. A Traveler, and that's a plot point for no reason. I, 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 what the fuck was this episode? I don't, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I guess I'll talk about it. Jesus Christ. I, I just... Uh, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, anyway, I'm Phoenix West. Did I say that? I don't even know where I am anymore. I'm just kind of doing this on the fly here. Uh, so let's talk about a traveler, the the episode, not the title character, titular character. So uh, this one is like set in Alaska, right? It's it's up by I fuck. I don't know where to begin with this episode. I watched it like a week and a half ago. Basically, it begins with a sheriff, a female sheriff. Uh, I think she's, or I guess she's a cop. She's police officer. Can't act police officer she needs to take her brother to jail so she can pardon him so her boss can pardon him on christmas eve or christmas day or during their christmas party they're like wild office sex party for christmas i don't know what the hell was going on up there some wild shit happens up in alaska i don't even want to go up there anymore it's terrifying weird it feels like a weird sex cult their their office christmas party just seems odd i feel like they're gonna sacrifice some people but it's uh basically she's bringing her brother in because he's drunk and they're talking about how much they hate Christmas and white people and all that sort of shit. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, she needs to take him. And then they go to an acting class. He needs to teach her how to act because she's fucking terrible. She is she is awful. And But no, she brings him to, to the jail. She brings him to the precinct. I guess you'll call it the weird sex cult. And they go inside and she drags him into the cell. And they have like a brightly lit, brightly lit like insurance agency office. But then they go into the cell where the, the actual cells are for the prisoners, and it's like this dank, dark dungeon from, like, medieval times, and it's like, you can almost hear water dripping in the background. It's, like, completely a 180 from compared to the office sex party outside. Because everyone out, is outside, and they're, like, you know, Christmas party, sex cult party, uh, with the... It looks like a bunch of secretaries hanging out, having fun, and it seems like this, you know, we're having a, off, a Christmas party in our office. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. And then the cells are just, like... Oh, it's so, so, so different. And I think that's what they're going for, obviously. 
But it's a little alarming that they have such a fucking dank dungeon in their in their office or in their the precinct. Again, she brings her brother in there, and she's like, I'll come and get you. And there's a lot of fucking talk about pie. And he keeps talking about how he wants pie throughout the entire goddamn episode. And it wasn't funny, and it didn't work, and it got really annoying. And it even ends with him getting fucking pie. And that's that's supposed to be the big, oh, he got his pie. <laughs> oh, good. Good, yeah. I was really concerned about that guy's pie efforts, if they're going to go to waste or not. Uh, good thing, Good thing he finally was redeemed by getting some fucking pie. Thank you, episode. Uh, but she goes outside. She puts him in the cell. She goes back, back out to the party. And Greg Kinnear is, like, super drunk, and he's doing a speech about how, you know, he loves to pardon a guy on Christmas Eve. It's his greatest effort. It's his biggest gift to the community. The community of what seems like three and a half families, I guess. It seems like the lowest population in the states. It just It's like everyone in that precinct is who lives in that town, it seems like. But I guess they're, like, near an outpost where they would radio for Russia or something like that. And that kind of comes into play later, but it really doesn't matter. That's how isolated it is though. It's like way the fuck up there. And he's like, he thinks he's like King shit of this place. Cause he's a sheriff up there. And his big thing is he's going to pardon a stranger, even though it's, it's her brother and they all know who he is. And he makes fun of him for being a drunk right to her fucking face. There's no, no, no tact with this guy. And the whole fucking whole episode feels like a Stephen King movie. Like, you know, shitty made-for-TV movies based off Stephen King books that do not work, where the acting's okay, the dialogue is terrible and outdated as shit because Stephen King can't write dialogue. Love the guy, but he cannot write dialogue that sounds like it came out of someone from this decade or even close to this decade. He, he like... It's like he was turned into how do I don't want to word this he he's stuck in permanently in 1950 57 he's just like stuck there i'm only going to use dialogue that they used in 1957 that's all i'm going to ever use and i can't write anything modern at all again i love stephen king. i love stephen king though I'm sorry sorry stephen if you're listening to this mr king i'm sorry but uh, he's he's shitty at dialogue he really is shitty at dialogue but it holds the whole thing feels like that but like a better budget and a better done and it doesn't feel super cheap like his movies do because they're not doing a four and a half to five hour series they're doing a, just doing a 40 minute episode or 50 minute episode what the hell it is so it works better because they could spend the money on the actual set which this this whole thing is like two sets and that's it so it it works a lot better but let's get into this uh they go back into the cell to check on the brother, but instead Stephen Yoon is there. Yoon? Stephen Yoon? Whoever, fucking, the guy from uh, Walking Dead. So this is a crossover character from uh, from my LAW Walking Dead review show, because we got him back on here. And he's just in the cell, and he's acting really weird. He's wearing a suit. He's got a hat on, like a fucking bowler hat almost. I don't know. It's like a... Not Indiana Jones. What's I'm not good at hat names. It turns out if it's not a baseball cap or a bowler hat, it turns out I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's one of those fancy hats that people wore in the '50s because it's Stephen King dialogue. But he's in the cell. They don't know who he is. They don't know how he got there. And I was like, oh, he replaced the brother. And then because it wasn't, they didn't really show you what was going on. And then as the camera pans away later, you see the brother sleeping in the other cell. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that didn't happen. Okay. Just a different cell. Okay, I'll accept this and move on. So then uh, he, he basically explains to them, he's like, how the fuck do you get in here? Because Greg Kinnear comes in there and he's like, how do you get in my cell? And he's like, oh, and it's really excited to be here. Like, I'm an, I'm an extreme tourist. I, I go around the places and one of the things I really want to do on the bucket list is, is get pardoned by Sheriff, what the fuck is his name? Sh- Captain Lane Peddleton. 
and everyone knows about you. Everyone knows about you. You know, you do this, you do this. Like, go, you know, I'm not gonna make, I'm gonna make up shit. Like, go to the Great Wall of China and you get pardoned by Captain Lane Pendleton. This is one of those things you do. <coughs> Man, losing my voice. I'm not used to doing the show, solo show anymore. My voice cannot handle it. Anyway, he pulls. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it my my YouTube page or whatever. He, I don't think he says YouTube, but he's gonna, I'm gonna live stream this shit. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And he brings him out into the, the office sex party. And then the guy pulls out, Stephen Yoon's character pulls out a cell phone. And it's clear. And it's like from, obviously it's not from Russia. Like the guy says it is. He's like, it's Russian. He's like, this isn't Russian. And he's like, it's this like clear cell phone that you can see all the way through. But they're shooting a fucking YouTube video from a Russian phone, you know, as the story goes. And that's, the, that's, his fuck, that's what we're watching. We're watching him do a YouTube video going like, I'm, hey, hey out there, I'm going to have to get pardoned by Sheriff or Captain Lane Pendleton. It's awesome. Woo! Christmas. Yeah. Pardoned. And so the whole episode is a premise around him getting pardoned by this guy. And then it ha- he pardons him. And I kept expecting that to, I don't know, play into the plot of the fucking episode. But right when he gets pardoned, it didn't matter. And I was like, I thought it was going to be, you pardoned him for his sins that he hasn't committed yet, and then the aliens take over the world. That's what I expected, but they didn't really feed into that. I mean, that is what happens at the end. If you haven't seen it, that's, this is on you. You should know better at this, at this point. But it didn't matter. And I'm noticing a theme with this new show is they're setting up plot points, like in the last episode with the fucking the video camera that can rewind time, where it just didn't matter. And here we are with the, uh, a pardon, and it doesn't matter. And then the... Steven Yeun's character reveals that he's changed his name to A Traveler, and they show his ID, and it literally fucking says A Traveler on it. And that's his fucking character name. What the fuck are we doing? I didn't hate this episode. Again, it sounds like I do, but it was just like a lot of things where I'm like, what the fuck is, what, what? come on. Because he, he pardons him, and then she's like, my brother needs to be pardoned. He's like, ah, we'll get him out of here tomorrow. We'll let him sober up. And then they just drop that whole fucking thing after he pardons him. And he just hangs around, and he gets drunk with these people, and he's like, and it's just a fucking party for a while. And then we see the talking Tina doll, which I noticed on the desk. That was kind of cool. And then I also looked up and I saw that there was a gremlin toy, but I never saw that. I couldn't find it on screen. I even went through like scene by scene and looked. Uh, I couldn't find it. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They already had the gremlin toy in the 30,000. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why they would put it in this episode again. It seems a little, a little you know, aggressive with the gremlin references. But anyway, so... The eventually we start to realize shit's not the way it is. The the only character who does it, who seems to be aware of what Steven Yeun's character is, she doesn't know he's an alien, but she's like something's up with him because he's weird as shit and his, none of his his stories don't make sense. Even if he's a an extreme tourist, how the fuck did he wind up in the middle of a locked cell? That still doesn't add up. But so she's on to him. She's sitting there like researching him on a computer, like looking up a traveler, literally looking for a name called a traveler into a fucking database, a criminal database, looking for the words a traveler and, and not getting overwhelmed by, th- I, I want to say millions of different files of people who have just the words a and traveler in their fucking dossier and their, in their criminal records somewhere. Like he was a traveler from no, not. And then he, that's, if that phrasing is in his file, you're going to get a million fucking hits on that search result. 
But anyway, bitch continues to fucking type into his name. Like, where is he? <laughs> Making phone calls. Did you get a thing for A Traveler? And they're like, who? She's like, A Traveler. And I'm like, are we going to do like a fucking who's on first bit now? No, A Traveler. I'm looking for a traveler. <laughs> no, no. His name is A. Like, are they going to do this shit? Are we really fucking doing this? But no, she keeps typing in the computer. I'm getting aggressive down because I'm really, st- really starting to realize how fucking stupid this is. But. She's, she's looking for him. Everyone else is just like absorbed by this guy. Just like, yeah, he's the greatest guy ever. He has a fucking clear cell phone. He shoots YouTube videos. He's an extreme tourist. We love this guy. And they start doing a little video with him. And they start, they're drinking and they're drinking. And they're watching like some, something on like fucking VHS tapes. I don't know why that, are they this isolated that they don't even have DVD at this point in 2019? They, they're not to the Blu-ray yet, but they're still not to DVD. That's how fucking far behind they are. They might as well have like Betamax or Laserdisc. Good fucking Christ. It's Alaska. It's not like... The middle, the middle of like the jungle or something where they don't even need, or they don't even have the TVs. They have the fucking TV. Get them goddamn DVD. Anyway, so that's neither here nor there. But the point is, the lights go out, and this is when we start to realize, oh, here it is. And it's like twenty-seven minutes to thirty minutes into this fifty-minute episode. I'm like, good god, finally, okay. The lights go out, and everyone gets angry with each other, and you kind of realize, oh, he's controlling some shit. And maybe it never really plays in. Everything in this episode that's set, that is set up does not finish. Because I was like, oh, the lights went out. Everyone got angry with each other. They start arguing over petty shit like high school. Or the, or it's like one of those real housewives of middle of the fucking nowhere, Alaska. Like some weird reality show. I guess they're going to film their sex party. I don't know. But it was. I was like, oh, here we go. They're, they're doing this. We're doing this. This, this seems familiar. It's, it's basically uh, uh, monsters are doing Maple Street. And here we go. This is a clever remake, I guess. Uh, and no, it didn't happen. So they start to get angry. The lights turn back on, and they're like, ah, oh, never mind. And then Stephen Ewan, I don't know where goes, he, you know, your brother in the cell back there, he's got a bunch of blah, blah, blahs, Joe Vicknermore, some random character. He's got a bunch of his tools in his, in his trunk of his car. Better go check it out. And they're like, how do you know that? And he's like, oh, I know everything. I know a lot. And, they, and then the bitch goes and fucking looks through her brother's trunk. They actually go and look, and they don't find anything. And they, but the whole and he's like spitting other other gossip about everybody else. He's trying to get him to turn on each other, and they don't focus on that. They don't follow that through either. So they, he's like, "Oh, she did this, and he did this, and you did that," and blah, blah, blah. and they all leave. Chair, uh, I keep calling him sheriff, but he's Captain Lane Pendleton. He kicks them all out. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here, guys! Christmas party's over. He ruined the sex party. Put the fucking KY away. Put the cap on there. It's just gonna dry out." I think. KY dries out, right? I mean, it's a lubricant. I would assume it dries out, though. It's Eventually, it's got to dry out. It's not like permanently... It's not like oil. It's not just going to sit there forever, right? It's got to dry out at some point. So go ahead and put the cap on. Uh, you know, I'll put the cap on if you guys leave. Just get out of here. It's more important if you guys leave. So they all leave. And then I don't, I don't even remember what happens at this point. Luckily, I have my goddamn notes. But at this point, I really dubbed this because they put him back in the cell. That's what happens next. They put uh, Stephen Yoon's character back in the cell and they start questioning him. And he's just like, he's just have a boring conversation. It's not boring, boring, but it's, it's, I'm like, okay, can we move on with the plot here? When they put him back in the cell, I was like, oh, this is going to kill any sort of advancing story plot or action beats. Not like they're going to have a crazy set piece inside that fucking cell. It's not going to happen. But then they start talking and then, um, I don't remember what the fuck they talked about. Oh, this is when he reveals that he starts telling them that. Uh, Greg Kinnear's character, he starts telling him, like, you're, you, you're selling out to the Russians. You have a secret fucking, like, 
warehouse somewhere or some building somewhere out in the middle of nowhere where you're you're selling secrets to the Russians and, and he's like, Don't listen to him, don't listen to him. She's he's crazy and he's talking to the, the bad actress, female sheriff, female whatever the fuck to, I don't know what their names are called, what their positions are. I guess she's she's Sergeant. Sergeant Yuka Mayo Mongoyak. Yep. I'm white. So that's her name. I'm not gonna repeat that again. I'm just gonna call her Sergeant. Sergeant Bad Actress. But he, she, he starts freaking out and like, yeah, he's lying, he's lying, he's lying. I gotta, I gotta go check that out though. And he leaves, and, sh- and she's like, yeah, that's weird that he just left right after you mentioned that secret warehouse. And then Stephen Yoon's like, you know, I'm telling the truth because he just fled. If he wasn't, if it was a lie, he wouldn't have gone anywhere. And I was like, oh, this is gonna go somewhere. Nope, doesn't go anywhere. So here we are with, I don't know, plot point forty that doesn't go anywhere. And then they talk some more. And this is when I dubbed the episode 30 Days of Will the Real Martian Police Stand Up on Maple Street During the Storm of the Century. Because it is very 30 days a night because they're in Alaska. And it's I, I was like, is he going to be a vampire? Is he going to be a creature? I assume he's an alien just because that's always what aliens do in this. And here we are. He's an alien. But it felt like 30 days a night because they're all trapped in there. Or so I thought at the time, but not anymore. And then it's Will the Real Martian Police Stand Up because someone's a fucking Martian, obviously. And this monster's doing Maple Street, which I already mentioned, because he's turning them against each other. And I was hoping they followed through on that, and they didn't. And then, and then Storm of the Century, because it's a Stephen King-feeling movie. And in Storm of the Century, he's trapped in a cell during a winter storm. And he tells them all secrets about themselves. This is Storm of the Century, just redone Twilight Zone version. Let's fucking admit it. Let's just admit that and get it out there. It's, it's much better than Storm of the Century. I do like Storm of the Century, but it is cheap as shit. And uh, not that great. It's, it's good, I enjoy it, but I will admit that it's not good. And it's got a real fucking bummer ending. If you want to stick around and watch all four or five hours of whatever the fuck it is, of Storm of the Century, uh, prepare, your, prepare yourselves for a bummer fucking ending. It's like 20 years old at this point, so you haven't seen it, that's, that's on you. Sorry. It was a huge issue on TV. It took up like a week of TV. But uh, yes, there's Mayor Matheson in this episode. That's a side note, just to... They keep using Twilight Zone guys' last names in here. I'm waiting for, like, Sergeant Bob Sterling or something really fucking close. Or Sterling, Bob Sterling. Like, they're going to show someone. A character is going to be named that real soon here. I have a feeling. But so, she goes, oh, God. This, This part is so fucking stupid. It ties into so many things. But she's sitting there quizzing him in the prison cell. She's outside pointing a gun in his fucking chest. And she's like, a, tra- a traveler. Is that even your real name? And he's, I'm like, bitch, he already fucking said it's not. He said he changed it. I don't know why he changed it or why he thought that was a good name. But he already fucking said he changed it. This was established. And she says it in the, in the least convincing questioning ever. Is your name really a traveler? She seems just so disinterested. She seems like Adam Sandler in every movie post-1999. Just like the 2000s Adam Sandler just cannot be bothered. I want to make a movie, but I don't want to be aware I'm making a movie. So just you go ahead and shoot scenes around me. Tell me to say lines in my real life and, and just piece that together. piecemeal into a movie. I'll be on vacation in Hawaii. Go ahead and shoot three movies while I'm there. Good fucking Christ. But she's just like lazy. And uh, that's not a racial thing. I don't know. She's... I, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're, we should move on, right? So, yeah, the... the um, Anchorage, oh God, she makes a phone call and she's, it's literally like, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> she's, she makes a phone call to the FBI to, to tell her, tell them about a traveler 
or, or no, she, I forget what the fuck happened. I need, I need to take better notes on this part because she starts, I think she questions it. Uh, I'm calling about a traveler. Oh, no, no. Sorry, this is what it was. Oh, God, I'm so ill-prepared for this. My, my, he goes, he's in the cell, and he goes, I'm not really, you know, a, a, what the fuck was it, extreme tourist? I'm, I'm Agent so-and-so from the FBI, and I'm here investigating him. And, and if it wasn't true, then he wouldn't have fled. That's what this part was. And she goes, oh, okay. And she calls the FBI, and the automated system doesn't recognize the name. I'm like, do you have a fucking, like, someone you can speak to? to, to, to? I don't trust automated systems to pick up a name. Like, maybe some numbers. They got pretty good at picking up numbers. Not 100%, but, like, you're going to say a name into that fucking thing? Good luck. Especially if you have, like, three consonants in your name. It's, it's fucked. It's, if, it's really picking up on the vowels, and that's about it. So if it's, like, Sally, it's, it's you're fucked. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, like, the harder names are going to be easier to pick up for an automated system. Like, this Cecil is, is going to be barely picked up. Oh, uh, God. So... It, she just gives up after that and, and flees. And she goes and she drives out to the wilderness and she finds Captain, Captain Pendleton. And then she she shows up with a shotgun. He's like, you fucking pull a shotgun on me? And this is the scene I really love Greg Kinnear. And he's like, he's lying! And he starts freaking out on him. Very Twilight Zone. And uh, meanwhile, Stephen Yoon's just back at the prison cell. And, oh, I forgot. I, I should have mentioned before. I didn't mention it because it doesn't fucking matter. They walk in earlier and they see him like a shadow of like some like tentacle things coming out of his head really quick and he puts a hat on and it's gone and then he makes him take the hat off and, and nothing's there and i was like oh okay we already saw him without his hat on why is it a surprise that they're gone again it's not it's not at all but anyway they're out in the wilderness and she's freaking out on her and then out of nowhere overhead a bunch of fucking alien ships arrive and i'm like was it was it that the Russian thing was supposed to be a like a red herring? Because it didn't matter, and I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't think this was going to end with a Russian revolt or a Russian secret. I didn't think it was going to be like a fucking James Bond ending with like a, someone getting murdered for selling uh, country secrets, some sort of espionage thriller. I didn't think it was going there. So it's not a red herring. It didn't work. And then the alien showing up, it was so fucking predictable. We saw him be a fucking alien, so that didn't work. And we go and we see a traveler. And uh, earlier when he's speaking with her, my notes are all out of order. I'm sorry. I am so very sorry, guys. He, when he's speaking with him, his voice is like constantly changing, like getting modulated. And he's like, I know what you really want. Talking to the sergeant. This is after uh, Greg Kinnear left. I am going out of order. I apologize. But he's like, I know what you really want. You want to be a leader. And, and you go get him, go get Captain Lane Pendleton, and then you can take over, is basically what he says. Might as well say that verbatim. And she goes, and that's why she leaves and goes and gets him. And he's like, you're going to take my job when she pulls a gun on him. That's why you have a shotgun. I see what you're doing. And that didn't matter. And we already knew she wanted to be a leader. It was established in the opening scene with her brother. So that that didn't work either. And somehow I still like this episode. I don't get it. It had a good vibe to it. That's the best I can say. I didn't hate it, but now that I'm talking about it here, I'm realizing how little of it actually added up to a quality episode. But I still stick by the episode. I don't know why. Maybe I'm really dumb. Maybe I'm Twilight Zone blinded. But I am. I still like this episode. Figure it out. I can't. If you have any advice or any reason or explanation, feel free to email me. 
You know how, you know what my email is. You'll figure it out. It's in every single episode. I'm not going to say it here. I don't feel like doing plugs. But yeah, I just, uh, we see an out-of-focus alien invasion. And then we see, we see Stephen Yoon open his jail cell. And he opens the brother's jail cell. And he lets him out to go get fucking pie. And the brother comes back in and eats his pie in his cell. And then we see like an out-of-focus alien where Stephen Yoon turns into an alien. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. Amazing. He, he got his pie, finally. That's the point of this episode, right? If that, if that wasn't the point of the episode, then I honestly don't know what the point was. That is the only plot point that they stuck with through the whole episode. So I have to assume it was the point of the episode for her drunk brother to sober up Enough to go get his own pie. He learned a lesson. He's the only one to learn a lesson in the episode. He's the only one to have a goal. She wanted to take over. She doesn't. So that goal's dead. He, he, he overcomes his drunken stupor to go get his pie and doesn't even give a shit the guy's an alien because he's like, what the fuck do I care? I have pie. He learns. He, he's not, he's not going to be a judgmental prick about a guy being an alien. You know, you're, you're, some people are gay. Some people are not white. Some people are other things. Some people are aliens, okay? The guy doesn't care. The guy doesn't care at all. He just wants his fucking pie. Give the guy's pie. Be whatever you want to be. Do whatever you want to do. Give the guy's goddamn slice of pumpkin pie, where the fuck it was. A whole pie, and they only had one slice taken out of it. And they still wouldn't go in there to give the guy the fucking pie. That is, suck- that is some selfish behavior on the sheriff sex party. That is not cool. That is rude. And I feel like it's, it's a racial, racial thing. I really do. They're like, we're not going to give that guy pie. Go fuck, it. Go fuck yourself, sir. We're not bringing in pie to you non-white, like I mentioned earlier. Like, no. And the guy's like, no, I will not be a victim. I'm going to get their white pie. And that is the only thing I can claim from this episode. That was the point of the episode. So I'm making my own fucking storyline here just so I could say I enjoyed it more than I really did. I still like the episode. Don't know why. It was fun, I guess. It didn't... I really wish so much more for this episode. They could have gone so many different directions. And I hate, I hate doing that, like, what if thing. Because it's kind of like, they don't know what I want. But, like, I just want you to stick with the storyline you're setting up. Or the, or the, the themes you're setting up. I want you to follow those into, into the story. Follow those throughout. And the only one to do that was the pie. So here I am. Assuming the episode was a pie-based episode. Maybe about overcoming, like, uh, prejudice. Because he's like, oh, you're nailing? Cool. Go, go, go. Eat this pie. You want, you want a slice? And that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, uh, There was an ending where she had the gun on him, and then a fucking alien invasion interrupts it. And, the, and then we never find out what happens with the alien invasion, because it doesn't matter, apparently. We don't get to see that. So it's a pie episode. So thank you for your pie episode, Jordan Peele. Again, didn't hate the episode. Don't know why I didn't hate it. Because now that I'm talking about it, nothing made fucking sense or added up or finished. But that goddamn pie storyline was solid. Solid pie storyline, guys. Solid. So let's get out of here. I have nothing else to say about this episode. A Traveler, good, uh, goodish episode. Even though it didn't sound like I was describing a good episode. Uh, terrible name. I didn't like that part. I really hated that part that he just calls himself a traveler and that's his fucking name on his ID. Go fuck yourself. And the bitch looks for I looks for a name called a traveler in the database. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No. Until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, a traveler. 
Let me go get some pie. The most dangerous lives come in the form of beautifully wrapped gifts. On this evening, Sergeant Yuka discovered that there's no difference between myth and mistruth. She unwrapped her fateful present far too late on this dark and silent night in the Twilight Zone.